This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? Welcome back to another J-Rock's Lawn Care Gardening podcast, episode number 10, finally labelled I got fired right one episode to, I was going to say end on there but really just begin uh, we're finally in a sort of the main topics I think I think through these first 10 episodes although I didn't have an exact plan of literally one to ten what I wanted to discuss and what I really wanted to be within them initial episodes I did have an idea after each one what kind of you guys were asking about and what you wanted to hear, that sort of thing. So what it's kind of opened up for us is, I think in the first 10 episodes, we got a lot of the business stuff out the way. I say out the way. I do plan on talking of this, like on the business side of things, throughout every, you know, throughout the future of uh, this podcast. But the main thing is there's very key things, key topics within them first 10 episodes. So if you're new to this, then please scroll back. Uh, have a look through these other nine episodes and what there was to sort of gain from it. So we talked about pricing, we talked about sort of handling customers, we talked about getting into loan care, why I got into loan care. All this sort of stuff is within <clears throat> them first nine episodes. So, you know, if any queries about them or they were sort of the things basically that I was getting asked a lot about in my direct messages on Instagram and other platforms like that. So, because I've now got them pinged down, it means that whenever someone asks, I can either give them the short answer, you know, a couple of sentences on Instagram, whatever it might be, or what it also allows me to do now is obviously just copy and paste a link where, you know, I'm speaking for anywhere between 20 minutes and an hour, and, you know, I kind of speak in depth about it. So, now that we've got them, they're my initial views at this point. What I'm really planning on doing moving forward after today's episode is as I've mentioned in a previous few, is getting some of you guys on board, you guys and girls, you know, there's so much experience out there, and so many people, you know, have different angles, and it's different where they live, all this sort of stuff, that I really want to bring you on, and, uh, you know, feed the audience all this knowledge, and, you know, so that's kind of what we're going to be seeing more about, as well as hopefully more talking about uh, the domestic side as well, because, it's all good speaking about business and that's great for us that are within this sort of solo business or even if you're limited, whatever it might be. Um, it's fantastic talking about that, but I kind of want to hit the domestic side as well. So hopefully get a bit of both going. Uh, I just want to say thank you. Uh, we've got another rating and review, another five-star review on the podcast come through. And this one is from the name being B1W1BW. And that is headed as a five-star review under Great Listen. And he's just said, great podcast. Having just taken the leap and starting up my own business fully in May 2021, the podcast covers everything you need to know about running and growing your gardening business. Great Listen, definitely worth your time. So thank you very much for that, mate. Uh, I know you then messaged me afterwards in Instagram direct messages. Uh, so I really appreciate you putting that review up. And as I've said to everyone else in these other podcasts, you know, even if you're just thinking it in your head, 
feel free to just go down on that iTunes or if you're listening through Apple Podcasts right now, Spotify, whatever it might be, just scroll to the bottom and uh, leave a review for me, please. That'll be massively appreciated. Right, so moving into this episode, I got fired. Right, so this is mental, really, because this is the first um, running I've had with not a customer, because I'll say it now, it was... It wasn't an angry firing. Uh, I'll explain more about that. But what it was is I got let go from a property that I was taken care of. So it's funny because I was kind of humming and hawing what I wanted this 10th episode to be about. And I had a few different ideas about what it could be. It could be the first interview I have, all this sort of stuff. And then literally, I'm just back in from work today. And this only happened, we're talking, three hours ago. Uh, four hours ago and I just thought you know what it's perfect it's (laughs) it you know it goes to show after the first nine things that I've spoken about and different experiences and how to handle your customers and this and that blah 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 this can still happen you know and yeah I'm just going to talk to you about it so let's speak about this so I got fired basically what it was is where I am uh, in the town or village of Avis where I, I work out of okay so this is like my my home address is here this is where you know I work from this is where the business is located more or less and I normally well now anywhere I service anywhere within sort of a five six mile radius anything outside of that I tend not to take on now so this was one of the early jobs that I took on uh, and at the time when I took it on, I was just finding my water. I've spoke about in the past how I used to charge fifteen pound per hour for garden maintenance and stuff like that, and that it wasn't enough. Now this was one of them clients. Okay, so let's call her a legacy client. <clears throat> and this place is roughly twenty minutes from my location. What, quite frankly, is a bit too far, uh, considering I can also work five minutes in the opposite direction. So the worst part of this house almost I've got to say this first just in case you know anyone's ever listening there was no beef between myself and the client you know the client really appreciated everything that I'd done for them and I appreciate the way that they approached me about this and I appreciate the sort of um the understanding that we had so I'm just going to throw that out there but what it was is I sometimes work five miles in the opposite direction. What can some of these country roads can take 15, 20 minutes sometimes. Um, so, you know, you can talk if the route messes up for whatever reason, you're talking an earlier 40 minute trip to get there. And not only that, as I spoke about there, in the past I've talked about £15 um, per hour maintenance jobs, and this was one of them. Now, I soon cottoned on, this was one of the first jobs that I actually then upriced. So it was £15 and this garden has, I mean it's got a lawn, I don't look after that. They get someone someone else, some old boy around the corner comes in and cuts the garden for them. For nothing I believe. Um, but they've got the lawn, they've got hedges, they've got shrubs, they've got a little rose, uh, a rose bed. They've got about 10 mature um, different shrubs of different kinds. And they've also got an old veg patch that is just absolutely overgrown with ground elder. Now I've rotivated, I've pulled, you know, I've done nearly everything I can apart from put down some like glyphosate or something like that down over this area and it comes back every two weeks. It's there. And I hadn't been to this house in little over three and a half weeks, I think it was, 
due to um, some family reasons why I had to go down south. And but basically, this ground elder was now up to knee high, you know. And it's like this: it's if you're not keeping on top of it, it grows out the way. Okay, so bear with me here. <clears throat> so there's a lot of different points in this garden that's got everything. So when I first took this on, right in my early stages, I seen this, and all I seen is a few shrubs, and you know, I just really wanted the job. It was one of the first clients I got in touch with me, and I just wanted. I didn't care about your location, I didn't care what the job was, I just wanted it under my belt. And I'm hoping that someone is listening now either can go, yeah, I did that in the beginning, or you are sitting there going, that's what I'm doing now, because I'm just starting up and I just want clients. And trust me, that's fantastic, but I very quickly learned with this client that they, they are lovely people, lovely clients, very kind, considerate, all the rest of it. But as for, they like, take the personality, the person, out of this equation, out of location and job specification and price, was this job right for me? Was it my ideal candidate? And the answer for that is no. And when I think about this now, and I've had these chats with family members, you know, when they've asked me how the business is going and all the rest of it, I've spoken about this client, not by name, but just that this client is slightly out the way. It's more... Yeah, it was more hassle actually having uh, than not having because it was just that added, added time slot. Now, the way my route works out, like I say, I've got people five miles in either direction of me, right? And for the route that I would normally do, it normally takes me 20 minutes the opposite direction. And then when I finish up, there's this one in this location. I'm not going to name where it is, but there's this house in this location that takes me nearly 40 minutes to get to. And then there's another house, another 15 minutes past that. Both are legacy clients. All right, so you're talking at the end of like a 12-hour shift. The, well, at the 10 hours by this point. There was then a 40-minute journey that I'm wasting, okay, to do this one client. And then there's another, what was it, 10, 15 minutes, whatever, past that again to go to the next client. And then coming all the way back home as well. Okay, and the money wasn't great. So... The problem was there, and I had a few issues with it anyway, but me being mean, as I've spoke about in the past, I've taken on that customer, and ideally, if I can, I want to keep a client under what I've promised for that season. At the end of the season, I would have definitely turned around to this customer and said that we needed to up the price, simply because they're outside my five-mile radius, and also the type of work that we're usually doing. It's not normally just hand tools. It's normally you know, either hedge trimmers or rotavators, or there's something normally involved at some stage you know every other visit almost so i already had that sort of feeling about it and what you've kind of got to realize with this is what i'm realizing now if this is you in this boat if that is the case you need in its early days you're only just taking on customers like this or you're only just running into them you need to have a look and consider have you thought about everything you know if a client drops out that's on the way here, is it still going to be worth my time at this price? Or have I told my my client everything that there is to need to know that, you know, if this comes in and this problem goes wrong, have we talked about the additional charges that may occur? Right, covering your own back, basically. Right, so anyway, all of this sort of stuff with this client and um, what happened is that when I took them on, I had them on at a two-hour uh, visit. 
So every time I would take, uh, visit them, it was always a two-hour slot. Now, when I took them on last year, everything was overgrown. I think, basically, a family member passed away quite a few years beforehand, and it was kind of just being neglected. I'm pretty sure you can imagine. The shrubs were overgrown. You know, there was a couple of foot worth of growth on them. The um, the veg patch was then overgrown with elder. It was all about waist high. I've got pictures on my Instagram, actually, about this place. Uh, the edges were overgrown of the paths by about four inches, three, four inches. And everything was just behind. So after slaving away, working on this property, we finally got to a good stage after the winter. And going in, uh, before the growing season really kicked off, we were still on the two hours. Now what happened in this case was we went from two hours. Finally, I got a hold of it. Because bearing in mind, this is only a fortnightly visit. Things grow a lot in two weeks during the growing season. Now, if you don't, if you've got a low maintenance garden yourself and you're domestic and you're listening to this now, then you're just going to have to take my word for it. Now, if you're in the industry and you go walking about and you see these gardens, those that don't get touched for two weeks and are in like sort of prime conditions grow a lot. So we used to do this every two weeks and what it came to, we were finally on top of it and because everyone will kind of know before you sort of hit the main growth spurt uh, whenever that might be in the season depending on weather and when you come out of winter there's kind of a four weekish gap where a generic garden is really pretty slow you know for four to six weeks the grass doesn't really need cut uh, an awful lot the hedges haven't got too much growth on yet or you've already done them you know but there's just a point where everything you kind of have this calm before the storm let's call it and that's where this place was this garden was within this point of they were happy everything was sort of as it should i finally got on top of it at this point instead of rolling with that the client for their own reasons turned around and said look there's not enough work going on we don't want to keep on keeping you at two hours we're going to lower it down to an hour at that time i had nothing in place to say that you couldn't do that so they spoke about take me down to an hour. I said, that's not a problem, but you do need to realise that um, it, it will go to someone else, you know, if if you take this down. Yep, no worries, we understand. So two hours went down to one hour, and literally that day, the hour went to someone else because I've got both a waiting list for clients that aren't actually my clients yet, uh, potential clients, let's call them, and I've also got clients that I've currently got that run like two hours every two weeks that want more. Okay, so I'm not struggling for work. There is people that need my time elsewhere. So straight away that day, went away from that property, rang someone else, and I was came free, do you want it? Absolutely, snapped my hand at it. So straight away that went. Two weeks later, by the next visit, went back, and everything started growing. And, you know, got past that visit, and then it was a two weeks after that, it was then getting hard to keep on top of again, with only a one hour every two weeks. Oh, Sam, do you mind if we move that? Can we have that two hours back? And I said, sorry, you know, we give up that hour. Straight away, it went to someone else, and now I'm fully booked. I can't give you that hour back. So no worries. And anyway, passed it here and there throughout the season. And the one hour just isn't enough. You know, I do one area, and then by the time I get back to doing the other two, three areas, that first area looks a mess. So we had this problem of... The whole area staying neat, tidy, all at one time. Okay, so this is where that I got fire park comes in. So we're there today. 
done the final, um, done a little mid-season trim on all the shrubs to get everything sort of neat and tidy. And the lady comes out at the end and she says, look, Sam, uh, you know, the, everything isn't, you know, this looks great, the work that you've done, really happy with it. But, you know, this is long over there. This is problem over here. Is there any way we can go back to two hours? So again, she's asked me again, you know, mid-season. And I've said, look, sorry, I've got a waiting list as long as my arm. And I just don't have any more time in the day to give you. At this point, she then turns around and says, okay, well, look, if you don't mind, she says, uh, you know, I've heard of a couple of other people that do it in the area. I think we're going to have to make this your last visit. Now, at this point, a couple of things happens. You can either somehow make time, you know, you can think, oh, I'll move this person around, I'll do this, I'll do that. Now I can offer you the two hours. But really, why wouldn't you have done that before, if that was possible? Or you can say, yep, not a problem, and you can move on to the next person, and you can share your time elsewhere. So for me personally, this works out really well, because it wasn't, you know, when we ended that conversation, there was a gratitude um, moment where, Sorry, when she was very grateful and she turned around and she said, look, we're very happy with everything that you've done for us. You know, we're really grateful for all the work that you've put in the time. I'm talking like, like almost pouring down rain, being feeling like a tropical storm. And I was still turning up to that property to try and get work done because it was just such a mess. You know, they know that I grafted for it. So in amongst all that, you know, they were very grateful at the end. The fact that I had done all the work that I had done. And I was grateful for them just, you know, talking it out with me and not just sending me a text message saying, don't come today, that sort of thing. So I got fired, is the be all and end all with it. Got let go from that client. But is it the worst thing that can happen? Can you take a moment like this and take the silver lining and then go, right, well, that was only X amount of money. It was out the way. What next? Right. The wait list I've got, the other people that want my time, can I narrow my route, okay, your route density, when we talk about that, we're talking, you know, that you haven't got three clients in three different towns, you know, your route density was that, you've got three clients in the same town, and you, you're driving less, working more, making more money, okay, so this is the whole thing with it. Now, although this is completely, I would say completely out my hands, I think, all in all, this is probably happens to a lot of people and I'd rather this happen in a way that it's because I can't physically offer them more time. You know, it's not like they were saying, J-Rock, I don't like your work. You know, you're not doing a good enough job off your pot. You know what I mean? That's not the case. In this case, it's, look, can you off? we like what you're doing. We want more of it. Can you do that? And uh, sadly, in this instance, I can't. So I think it happens, you know, at some point, you always hear people either getting let go from a job or them leaving a job themselves. And I haven't really have had to do that yet. But this is one that was sitting on the knife's edge thinking, is it right to keep on? Like, is it good for the business? Or And really, when I think about it, it was a legacy client and both them, the daughter and the mother, very kind, nice people. And, you know, they were always very welcoming and polite. So I think I kept them on not out of what was best for the business, but just out of being kind more than anything. And I think the bigger you get, you can't keep that You can't keep that mentality because now I look at it and think, if I had five or ten of them, then you're missing out on a good amount of money there and you're also working further than what you actually even want to be. 
So I think at a certain point, you need to keep respectful to your clients, you know, and I, as I always want to stay, you know, I want to talk things through with the clients and I always want to be a face behind the business that can sit there, talk things through and work things out and not just be policy driven through and through. But there comes a stage, I think, when you start getting fully booked and the sort of balls in your court, let's call it, where you need to make your own business decisions, what works by you for the business, so it makes you the most profitable you possibly can be, and it also sits with you right as a human being, because I don't know what you guys are out there, what you are like, how you run your businesses, how you think about it, but I know myself that if I was overcharging people and not doing a good enough job and all that, I wouldn't sleep at night. You know, it's not how I run my business. It's never how I'll run. It will never be how I run my business. And whoever I take on in the future, you know, if they're ever in that way where they're acting like a cowboy, then they won't be working for me any longer. And I think that's, you know, a few lessons that I've learned from today is is basically that is that when you work high and people want to offer more, sorry, when they want more from you that becomes a turning point, yeah, you end up hitting a split road, but a point that I haven't talked about yet, on the flip side of this, is when they hit that split road, the customer's going to do what's right for them, so she's not going to keep me on just for an hour, just because we get along and we, we have a chat, the real reality of it is, she wants more hours, and if I can't do it, she'll go look somewhere else, and when you're pricing jobs, and when you're thinking about your client list, and all the rest of it, I do everything I can to make sure that the clients know me, that I've spoken to them, that we've got some form of relationship. Still, if you're not fitting all their needs, they'll let you go. So when this happens to you, why shouldn't you make that step as well? Because the kindest clients that you might have could still be the clients that let you go if something changes. You know, and it's that sort of thing. And we spoke previously about uh, when you get let go, like mid-season, like this for a fact, would you implement a charge? Like when I spoke about long care business success and the fact that he's implemented that $120 charge over in Canada, Canada for that if a client lets him go before October without like fair dismissal basically, then they owe him $120. What covers basically a month worth of work. So it kind of leaves you on that thinking about it. Quite frankly, in the UK, I actually don't know if that would work. I think in the UK, there'd be a bit more palaver behind the whole thing. But it just goes to show, you're not fully safe where you are. And if something isn't working right for you, then you should probably look at changing things up on your basis, as long as you're completely transparent with your client, with your customer, about what's going on, what's bugging you, and where you're at with it. Because I think if you don't, and it's in the shoes on their foot, as in this in instance it has with the amount of hours I could provide, you know, they'll then make that decision for you. And it's a lot easier for a customer to say, don't come back, than what it what is for someone in the business to say, I'm not going to turn up tomorrow. Because, as I'm sure you all know in this business, whether you do pressure washing, whether you do window cleaning, gardening, whatever it might be, I think the business is always in the spotlight of being the person that's in the wrong. You know, and all it takes is for one client that, quite frankly, doesn't like the way things have ended or has been dealt with, for them to start running around town going, you know, J-Rock Lawn Care 
is terrible because he done this. J Rock don't care because of that. So I think whatever you do and however it end up ending or whatever path you go down, you just need to remember that you need to stay professional. You need to keep it the more the more transparent, the better. And yeah, just be honest because when that when that starts to fall, I think that's when everything else will and that's when the name of the business will go down with you. So yeah, I never stood there, never said any excuses. I says, look, that's totally fine. I totally understand um, where you're coming from with it. I'm sorry I can't be more help. I never went and started justifying the whole, we used to be two hours, you took me down to one. None of that. None of that was needed. It's not worth fighting for a job like that. And I don't think we should ever have to be in a predicament where we're scraping for a job, where the person in control of you know, who we want to take on and what work we want to do. And if that doesn't work both ways, as in you're happy and the customer's happy, then it should be a no-go. You shouldn't have to sit there and be talked to badly. You shouldn't have to be, like, talked about behind the business's back. Um, yeah, you need to be in control of what's happening, and that's basically what I can take away from it. So it's a bit of a shorter episode, this one. Next one, I'm going to try and definitely get an interview going. So if you do like the thought of an interview... I've already got a few people on that have messaged me and that are interested in it. Uh, so I'm probably going to be reaching out to them first. But I might do these a bit in advance and label them up. So if you are interested, then get in touch. Just DM me on Instagram or you can email me on jrocklc at gmail.com. That is my business email. Just get in touch with me straight away and I will get back to you. Thank you very much for listening again, guys. This is episode 10 of I Got Fired for the first time. And yeah, thank you very much for listening. If you've had any situations like this, if you've been through something similar, feel free to share your story. Let me know and I'll read it out in the next podcast. So take care, everyone. Keep it tight. Keep being honest. Keep driving. Okay, keep motivated and keep being successful. You've got this. Take care.